0: Welcome to Paradigms on WBKM.org. Good evening, Sunday, January 10th. Baruch here with you for another edition of Paradigms. We're here every Sunday night on WBKM.org. Presenting visions of a viable future for life on earth that includes humans We talk with interesting folks who are doing inspired inspiring things We listen to good music and generally have a good time and I'm happy that you're here joining us tonight We've Got a very interesting show Tonight's show we have uh, interviews with two people from the uh, Marda permaculture farm in the West Bank of Israel. So I don't know if you've listened to the show before, you know that I'm really into permaculture, which is a whole way of creating sustainability. And uh, Weil and Murad both work on this permaculture farm on the West Bank, Murad started this farm. So they're going to tell us a little bit about what's going on there, about the permaculture design course they've got coming up. and kind of what, just what all is happening. We've also got a whole lot of great music for you tonight, mostly from the region that we refer to as the Middle East, uh, some Iranian music, Palestinian music, Turkish music, a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, also some, some Western music mixed in. So I think you'll get a, a wide variety and, and be able to really enjoy the, the tunes tonight. You know, one of the things about, you know, what we call the Middle East... It's a part of the world that most folks in the so-called West, where I am in North America, Western Europe, haven't traveled. And the cultures are very different. We find, as most people listening I'm sure know, that we are in conflict. Um, There has been a conflict between the world of the Middle East, the Arabic world, and various peoples in that part of the world who are not Arabs. And the Western world, specifically Christianity, for centuries. This conflict continues. It is mostly presented as an ideological conflict, but there are huge issues that have to do with resources and exploitation and colonialism, Uh, and there are huge cultural religious differences that clash. To my way of thinking, if we want peace in this world, one of the things we need to do is to learn about the people that we think of as other, that we think of as different. I've had the good fortune to do some traveling, especially in the last few years, including in the Middle East a little bit. And while people speak different languages and have different colors of skin and eat different foods, people are people. We're not that different. But we think we're different often we believe we're different and that therein lies the problem so hopefully one of the things that happens in tonight's show is we get a little taste of how we're all not that different we're going to listen to some music now we're going to start out with something which is a uh, it's called Palestinian song it's a ballad by someone called Karawan I think it's a group Uh, I did a whole bunch of quickly putting together music for this episode i wasn't expecting to do this show this week and i want to thank my friends alex anita while david and robert for helping me pick out the music we've got some great stuff we're going to start out now with this song this ballad palestinian song on paradigms on wbkm.org
1: دي يتفرج خفت وصرت اندهله وينك رايح يا شادي اندهله
0: Is a song called Shadi and the singer is Firouz and she is a big star in Lebanon I'm gonna read you the lyrics to that song in English because of course unless you speak Lebanese or Arabic whichever language that's in and I have to say I don't know you would never know but this it's a story it says long time ago when I was a young girl a boy used to come from the nearby woods his name was Shadi Shadi and I used to play in the snow. We sang for each other and ran in the wind. We carved our names in the rocks, and the wind bit our faces. One of these days, the world was smothered with fire. Some people began fighting against other people, and the fighting spread to our hills. Shadi ran to watch. I got scared. I yelled, Shadi, where did you go, Shadi? He disappeared. He could not hear me. The valley took him in. Since that day, I never saw him again. Shadi was lost forever. Snow fell and melted away for 20 times. I grew up and Shadi remained the boy I knew playing in the snow. We're all the same wherever we live basically, right? Let's hear the first part of our interview with Murad and Weil from the Marda Permaculture Farm. I want to let you know that the recording quality for the interview is not great. Uh, We had this conversation today and as usual I record these calls over the telephone but there was a lot of digital interference so i edited out the stuff that was impossible to understand and some of it will just be difficult to understand here is the first part of an interview with Murad and Wael on paradigms on wbkm.org
2: my name is Wael uh, Wael Al-Saad uh, my hometown is Jenin in Palestine in West Bank I have returned to my hometown after 17 years of residence in Germany. I studied in Germany and worked for eight years, uh, but I have a lot of thoughts and connection to my cause as Palestinian and have developed some ideas which I want to see them on the ground. I am married. I have two daughters, five and a half and two and a half. And uh, I am very well connected to Marda, Permaculture Farm, because Murad opened for me um, his farm and his project to be developed in parallel to my vision uh, for Global Green Palestine. Uh, So that's it for now.
3: (laughs) Thank you, Wael. And, uh, you know, my name is Murad Al-Kufas. I'm from Palestine, from a town called Marda. I grew up here, and I lived all my life in this town, except five years. I went to America, so I worked there five years in two places, Chicago, that's for making money, and Tennessee to increase my knowledge of, uh, and my experience in permaculture and natural building. So I, I used to visit the farm in Tennessee, and in 2006, I back home for three reasons. One of them, see my mom and my family. The second one to get married, and the third one is uh, to establish a new agriculture farm because we used to have one. It was established in 1993 until 2000, so I worked there for four years. And uh, but that project is, is finished by for different reasons. One of them, the incubation closed down the whole uh, place. And uh, now I have my new farm, it's called Marda Bermakaka Farm, and uh, this farm is a branch for the Global Virgin Institute that's based in, um, in Tennessee town. Um, we have this project, and this project itself is like my dream, to start with my people, my community, to, to grow with my community, to encourage my people to go back to their land, to start growing their own food, with a health, healthy food. And to, to get independence from the, mostly, I mean, the idea is to get independence from the Israeli market or outside market. So we have to get our self-sufficiency by growing our own food and using our natural material to have our clean environment.
0: What would a visitor see who comes to visit your farm? If, 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 walk us through your farm.
3: OK, so the farm, it's uh, it's like a land it's four dunums, or like 4,000 meters square meter. So you will see, a, like now if you come, like a green area, a full with different type of uh, green stuff, like uh, broad beans, chickpeas, uh, and we have trees, different type, like uh, most of them is fruit trees olives, I have a greenhouse there, uh, and you can see the compost area, it's built already and it's working, and he can see the fence for the side, the gates, and he will see me.
0: Yeah. And you've been working this farm now for a few years. Three years. Three now. years. Three years, yeah. How much of your food is now coming from the farm?
3: Uh, food is not really a lot because uh, it's to grow food, like intensive food, it will cost more money because, especially with the water, I have no water, so I buy the water from the israeli company called Road and this water is expensive, it's like four shekel for one cubic meter. So it's expensive, so I need to grow more and more, like I have to be more and more of water. But in the coming years, we will have our system tank so we can harvest water, from raining, so we will save our own water, and then we can use more.
0: Is yeah. water the main limiter to the farm growing and being productive?
3: Uh, as you know, water is life. Life is water. So without water, there's no life. And same thing, without, there's no life if there's no water. So if you have water, you, you have life. Even in, water, even in desert, with families, if you have water, you can make something green there. So water is the main thing.
0: Do you have any wells? Uh,
3: incubation they control the water. So you cannot dig inward to take water from the ground. But we have a spring inside the village, about uh, 300 or 400 meters away from my side. But it's not easy to run water from there, because that means I have to cross the people fields, that between me and the spring. But this year, I have a plan, to do it somehow, to run a hose from the spring, come to my side. If I did it, that's me. I will have a good water. I, I will have water. I have no problem with water. But let's say until I did this, I will still have a problem with water.
0: One of the things that people in the West or people who have never visited the Middle East don't understand is that the water is controlled by the politics that the reason you aren't allowed to have a well, you can't dig a well, or the reason you have to buy water from someone is because of the political situation. So the politics directly impact your ability to grow food.
2: Uh, in our villages, uh, to digging a well water, water is something traditional, which uh, anyone can do, but we can't dig like a deep well um, uh, for... Um, or you call it um, res- uh, reservoir water, so for this you need a uh, permission uh, maybe just to make this point clear and uh, I think the more the the problem is more that the people they don't see profit in going back to their land so it is very this very hard path to take um, since civilization came into the village and people get in touch with the so-called modern life and uh, uh, becoming dependent on 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 money, so they use the money to buy their stuff and went in this crisis in this in the circle of materialism. This this aspect is uh, is there. So so we need a, a method to bring the people back to their lands and we economy is a is a good one and I think Martha farm can be modeled. To show the people and educate them permaculture uh, so that it is for them profitable to, to, to go back to their lands.
0: And what you've said is interesting because it's the same everywhere. People rely on money to get their stuff and have disconnected from the idea of growing their own food. So in that way, it's the same issue everywhere yeah we have additional issue with the
2: occupation, uh, but this is like should not uh, block us of doing what might be possible. this is my uh, this is my point. We should also do our homeworks in this term.
3: Yeah, so we can do our homework, but so you need water, so you have two choice two ways to have water by having well. Or to build a cistern tank to harvest the raining water. So both of them is one. Of, the first one is no way to build to dig your well. The second one, you need money to build your cistern tank. Because like one of these cistern tank, like every house maybe in the village have it now. That in most most of the villages they have a cistern tank next to, in their house. So they collect the water from their roof. But if you need to grow water to grow food. That's we need more water than like, like the water you have in the house for drinking. That's different
0: thing. That is the first part of our interview with Murad and Weil from the Marda Permaculture Farm on the West Bank in Israel Palestine. I find myself calling it Israel Palestine. Seems good enough. Um, the issues they just spoke about that I think we can all relate to. One, the fact that people have now converted their economies to money almost everywhere, not in the entire world but in most of the world and are not growing their own food. People have forgotten or lost the ability to care for themselves in partnership with the earth and have become dependent on the markets and the corporations to feed them. Not a good thing especially since we see how the corporations don't have our best interests at heart and are not doing so well themselves, they're so big they can't even manage. So that's something I think that we can all relate to and the other thing that maybe not everyone can relate to is the issue of water. Now here I live in Vermont in the northeastern part of what we call North America and there's a lot of water here, tons of water. You can take a long shower and not worry that you know there won't be enough water. But there are places where people have very little water. I have myself lived in places where I had one to two gallons a day of water to drink and wash and cook with. And it's hard. It's very different. And sometimes you find yourself in a situation where there's water, but it's not good to drink. It will make you sick. I've had that experience as well. So in West Bank, what Murad and Weil are talking about is They are not permitted to drill a well by the Israeli government in order to have enough water to water their farm to feed their people. They are not permitted to. Um, And they are not permitted to because of politics. And we'll get into more of that in the second part of the interview. This is Paradigms on WBKM.org and my name is Baruch and I am going to play some more music for you now. I like this one very much, it's called "Salam Alaikam Alaikim Shalom, which is both the Arabic and the Hebrew. Check this out.
4: Mm-hmm. But
5: the uh-huh.
6: There's a drop of water on the wall And the drop's about to fall And it falls into a trickle And the trickle's flowing down Down, down to the ground And the moss begins to grow Watch, 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 watch the water flow And watch the current become a stream Busting through the seams Cracking through the concrete Bending down the steel In a raging that is real A tearing torrent you can feel Feel the thunder growing Thunder underground And in my heart The chains falling apart The wildness in my soul And for once in life For once in life I know I'm not alone For the mountains make our bones with the oceans in our blood, our feet planted, planted firmly in the mud. We are alive, the burning embers in our eyes, the tingling touch upon our skin. And in the heat of passion we begin to understand that we are of this land that we are part of Earth, and when it's threatened, we will fight for all we're worth. We watch the dam, the dam come crashing down, water rushing to the sea, and now the river, now the river, now the river, now is free. to flow and watch the current become a stream, busting through the seams, cracking through the concrete, bending down the steel, in a raging that is real, a tearing torrent you can feel, feel the thunder growing, thunder underground, and in my heart, the chains falling apart, water rushing to the sea, and now the river, now the river. Now the river, now it's free
0: From an album called Cows With Guns the Cow Pie Nation compilation as opposed to his earlier CD Cows With Guns that's called Drop of Water and that drop of water that runs to the river and the river runs free and it runs to the sea and that water is part of the oceans and becomes vapor and a cloud and rains again and falls to the ground somewhere and the whole thing starts again and we all depend on that water. Before that, we heard a song called On Wishes from Sabrine, and we heard uh, "Salam Alaikum Alaikum Shalom from Ashira to start that set of music out. Hope you enjoyed it. This is Paradigms, my name is Baruch, and we are going to listen now to the Last half of uh, our interview with Murad and Weil from the Marda Permaculture Farm on the West Bank in Palestine. For people in parts of the world where there's plenty of water, it's hard for them to relate to having, you know, just a a short winter with a little rainfall. And, I mean, Israel, Palestine, it's the desert, it's hot, and, and, and there isn't a lot of water. You know, you obviously know this. So yeah, that's
3: right. Especially especially the last few years, we have, you know, the climate in Palestine is called dry land. So we have winter and we have summer, spring and autumn. But the last few years, almost we have not even the minimum of the average of the water. Usually we have, we get 700 millimetre of raining. Like this year, now we are mid-January almost, and it's very hot, no raining. The the the. And all this affected by the change of the climate, the climate change. So when somebody talks about warming, the global warming or climate change...
0: Yes, I know in, in Israel, even the Kinneret is very, very low and has been for some time and is, is not being replenished by the rains. So for the entire region, you know, the, the Don is the biggest river, right, with the water coming, but there's, there's a huge water shortage.
3: Yeah, that's, that's right, I think. But in other way, if you look how the Israelis they use the water, they use water a lot. It's open for them to use how much they want. If you make a compare between like Merda as a town and Ariel as a settlement, so you can see a big difference than that place, how much is green. They have swimming pool, they have bark, they have large trees to irrigate, they have a lot of water running there. But Merda itself, the one they own the water, they have no water. So we buy the water from them, and they use it as they, they use our water as they want. So there's no justice or there's no balance by using water between these two sides, Palestinian or Israeli.
0: The idea of water as a basic human right has begun to be spoken about in the United Nations. But, you know, we are years and years away from any kind of agreement, if such an agreement could even happen. So right now water is still used as a political tool.
3: Uh, I think the next war, or maybe the war now is for water. But as Palestinians, we have no power to win with this war, I think. We, uh, maybe I'm, I'm more honest with this answer. We, I don't think we will win with this kind of war. I have allowed our rights to have the water.
2: It is borderless. Everyone, everyone needs it. And, I mean, if we green the land, we will work against... Uh, um, the, the climate change and and uh, the whole region can have advantages that uh, and this can be like an an opportunity if that's why I see like a green economy is something uh, evolutionary and uh, very much needed in even more needed in in crisis area like uh, Israel Palestine because it is it is it, it is providing a new basic on building relationships ba- based on fundamental needs like uh, building sustainable environment and so on.
0: In terms of permaculture, for people who are listening who are not familiar with permaculture, permaculture is all about relationships. It's about the relationships between people, between plants, between people and plants and the earth, the water, this the climate, it, it's all about relationships, and it's all about relationships that create sustainability for everyone involved. So it's a very different paradigm, what you are practicing by creating a permaculture farm, than the dominant paradigm in the region where you live, which is all about domination and power.
3: You're, I think you're right, 100% you're right about this. So and this question, many people they ask me this question, how come that in this kind of situation you run, you try to run a permaculture farm? So as I answer always, through this project for the permaculture farm, if you go back 60 years, all the Palestinians, they used to be them farmers, so they used to live from their land. They grow their food, they have their animals, they have everything, a house with a garden around the house, and the, this garden will have everything to have food, vegetables, animals. animals, like to have meat or feathers or eggs, or or, uh, to do everything. So anything you, you have in this land is in your backyard garden. So it's every house to have something like this. Like Marda, we have a fence Our surrounding Marda from all the sides. So if the soldiers one day, they get upset from something and they lock the gate, I don't care. I'll be
0: inside, I have
3: everything I need. So I don't need to go outside, so I have no problem.
0: If you have one basic message, each of you, that you want listeners to get, what is it?
2: And maybe I, I want to uh, want to answer first, adding something to what also Murad said. We, we must make uh, the idea that the people green the land lucrative, profitable for the people. So, I mean, we just can ask why the people are not just doing this. It's, I mean, why they are not uh, seeking their own liberation by getting their own needs by themselves. And uh, here we need an idea where we develop an economic um, uh, solution that makes the, the, uh, what uh, Murad said uh, vital. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is the point. To network um, organic farming in Palestine in one body, and to develop uh, more intelligent solutions uh, in terms of green technology and so on. And this is one focus of my uh, current uh, efforts uh, uh, to have, like a work a program where we. Overgrowing Palestine, also connecting Palestinians with each other as a bridge, uh, uh, etc. Yeah, this from my side.
3: <laughs> I think my basic message is like: I need all my people to start grow their own food, the healthy food, not to depend in outside market. And if we did something like this, we can. Maybe we can get our independence and or our freedom.
2: Yeah, fantastic! Yes. Our regards for everyone, <laughs> and okay. they, they can just visit us. And uh, yeah, if anyone is interested for the contact, we are on Facebook and so on. And the farm is open for people. And uh, I can say this in the name of Morad because he opened this farm.
3: Yeah, it's our farm.
2: I vision, it is. Uh, yeah. It's like,
3: it's everybody farm, so it's open to anybody to come to visit, to work with me as you want, because we are accepting volunteers, so we have accommodation, we have uh, we, we got, we got a lot of things to do, especially these days, we got a lot of things to do there, I'm sure they will like it, and they will enjoy their time, and we will, we can take them to Nablus too, like to eat the kanafa, the sweets, sweetest things in Nablus, sweet food in Nablus, so it's uh, an invitation to anybody.
0: And you have a, a permaculture design course coming up this summer.
3: The plan is to run a BDC in March, and in a few days, or let's say one or two weeks, we'll have something online about this, I, and Wael will be in charge for that.
2: Great. Yeah, we, we are stuck in a funding phase. We need urgent funds and basic funds to start planning, and is being very urgent and this program is very, very important to show economy in terms of involving the community in in the program and we will teach the visitors uh, like uh, Arabic uh, language and teach them uh, Palestinian cooking, take them for historic hikes and so on, beside the Burma culture Design course. So it is a unique program.
0: It sounds like a great program, and I, I hope some people who listen to this radio show will will go. I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. I think it's smart and and creative and necessary, and I wish you all the success in the world. Thank, Thank you. Thank Good you, to know you, man. You too. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, next time, if I make it to Israel, I definitely will come and meet you both and come to Marta.
3: You'll be welcome. Thank but, you. Uh, uh, you'll be
0: welcome.
2: Inshallah. Inshallah.
0: Murad and Weil from the Marda Permaculture Farm on the West Bank. You can, okay, they talked about a lot of stuff, and I have information for you. Um, if you go to our website, paradigms.bz, and click on past shows, and then click on the date for tonight's show, January 10th, you'll see a link to the Marda Permaculture Farm and also to their Facebook group. And Weil is working on a model for a holistic green economy. And so to, to, to get Palestine involved in global economy uh, in a green way. So there's a link to his his uh, sort of working papers on that. Now, we talked a lot about water, and water is an issue there. Water is an issue everywhere. Water is an issue right here in New England. Uh, the Champlain Valley Water District here near Burlington, Vermont, puts a – chemical in the water that's making people sick and they refuse to do anything about it It, they put an ammonium an ammonia compound in which combines with the other thing organic materials in there to produce something called chloramine and that's making people sick that's an issue that's a water safety issue in the state of Maine the Nestle corporation is trying to export a lot of water and the people there want the fresh water to stay. They don't want their water all put in little plastic bottles and shipped around the world. You can find a link on that show page, the January 10th show page, to uh, a page Defending Water for Life in Maine. Check that out. And as a global issue, there's a really great website called globalissues.org, and I've put a link to their uh, pages looking at the issue of water on our website so check all that out it's good to be informed uh, if you're fortunate enough to live in a place where there's plenty of good water that's fantastic uh, don't take it for granted there are people who want to privatize your water supply and people who would put things in it that would be bad for you because it would make them money that's just the way it is there's all kinds of strange folks in the world doing crazy things so That was our interview for the night. We're going to continue with music. This is something from Dead Can Dance. It's called Desert Song.
4: I've been a rose in my rage I've been a rose, I've been a rose I've been a rose
0: dance with waves the artist is Anwar Brahem, and the album is called the astounding eyes of Rita we heard before that a song called Benny Benny the artist is Niaz and the album is called nine heavens and we started out with dead can dance desert song from their album toward the within I am loving this music And it's not music I have a lot of experience with, so, uh, it's a real treat. I hope you're enjoying it. We've got about 20 more minutes of our show tonight, and that will all be music. So let's get right to it. We've got another selection for you from Anwar Braham. This is the title track of that album, The Astounding Eyes of Rita, on Paradigms on WBKM.org. That one's called Gaza from the Gaza Orchestra and before that we heard the astounding eyes of Rita from Anwar Brahim. hope you've enjoyed tonight's music and the interviews check out our website paradigms.b as in boy Z as in zebra and you can see all of our past episodes and also a bunch of links to projects that are relevant to tonight's show So check that all out. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with more interviews and music on Paradigms on WBKM.org. I'm going to leave you with a really lovely piece called Emma Rain. The artist is Amr Diab. I hope you'll enjoy it. Have a great week.
7: تريني بفكر في
0: Listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org.